0: Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. Once again, I am Bradley and I am joined by Stu. I'm messing up these intros because, hey, I couldn't be a proper news anchor because I don't remember how to start things and I don't have scripts. Uh, The world doesn't have scripts. The world could be crap. That's what I often say. The world's a dark and miserable place at times. But we're here to bring you some joy, a bit of confusion, mostly joy and a bit of light. Um, Stu, help me. How are you?
1: I'm alright, yeah, not too bad, yeah. We were, uh, just before we were recording, we were trying to sort out microphone levels and stuff, and it's both difficult and boring, which is like the worst kind of work that you can have. But I think we've got there, hopefully.
0: Yes, I am going fingers crossed on that one. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's stuff's weird, stuff never just works, uh um, it should, Yeah, and it's annoyed that it doesn't. Um, but there, there you go. Uh, do you know what else is annoying, Stu? Because I'm going straight for it today. Go for video it. Video games. Certainly some of them are, anyway. Not all of them, some of them. J.K. Rowling's... Ugh, you don't want her video game. That's, oh that's really God, annoying. No. Oh, Oh, uh, jeez. We'll have a longer discussion about that one day. But, boy, I've seen some pretty hot takes. Uh, some both sides, really. yeah. yeah both ways i'm not going to defend jk rowling one little bit uh, but i've seen people be vilified because they want to play the game other people vilified because they're boycotting it and it's just the one person who's getting away with it sometimes is the person you should be aiming your eye at i know right <laughs> it's
1: mental but yeah there you yeah, will definitely have to have a deep dive on that one.
0: Oh yes now I know you've not been playing Hogwarts Legacy. God, no. I've not been playing Hogwarts Legacy. God, no. I've now got a better segue. So what have you been playing?
1: <laughs> well, I've been playing a few things. But um, yeah, no, definitely understand. and uh, that oh, That's such a hot-button topic, that Harry Potter stuff. And I, it's really weird because it's really big. Like, I don't think it's just in the gaming sphere and it's not just in the kind of upper echelons of people who read all the newspapers i think it's a pretty common you know a common thing and i think a lot of people are just like well yeah i know she's transphobe but i'm not gonna let that impinge on my you know enjoyment of harry potter and there's a you know there's a good argument for doing that um i'm not sure i'd subscribe to it but you know you can argue that if you if you can't separate art from artists, that you can end up a, a, in a very miserable life, because um, you never have any fun, because most stuff is terrible. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's a funny time, it's a funny time. So I try and play games that haven't directly contributed to people being hurt, <laughs> but you never really know. A good way around it is is buying second hand, if you really want to, and if you're not sure. But... Um, Yeah, it's a funny old world. But the first game I've been playing is is not isn't second-hand anyway. It's a direct purchase that I got from Steam, and it's uh, Terminator Resistance. Now, it's been out for a while. It's this first-person shooter. It really doesn't need much introduction at all, because it's like a Terminator game. It's a first-person shooter. So, yeah, it kind of explains itself. But... You know, they've been.
0: It's a dating sim. It's a dating <laughs> yeah. sim. That that would have been a shot. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it's a hentai game. Yeah, that's what it is.
0: I'd be I'd I'd be up for that. Actually, that sounds like that'd be pretty. It'd be cool. quite funny.
1: Yeah, you'd be hilarious. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, we've had we've had like a bird dating sim, had a full boyfriend. So why not a Terminator dating sim?
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, much harder. Oh no, I'm gonna, I was going to say something like, it'd be much harder to like create titillation that upset people and then it's like oh no that'll just be like a challenge to some people then so no i'm like let's not let's pretend i didn't say that but um yeah unsurprisingly the game is about as far from titillating as you could possibly get it's in the the burnt and blackened future of the terminator franchise and full of skynet employees striding about the place deciding you're not you know working hard enough for them so killing you and all that um but yeah i swear the one the one difference is and it's like a you know it's like a mid-tier game i'm sure even the developers would you know be happy with me saying that actually they probably wouldn't so this is just for the developers your game is a top tier game people it's great but um no it, it is it is good it's a really good game so yeah it's a first person shooter you've got a loot scavenge from around the place and you've got to shoot stuff so it's got a little bit of The Last of Us style, you know, resource collection going on at the same time and upgrade paths and stuff, but it's it's very light in that way. But it starts you off against, you know, minor uh, Skynet bots and things like that, like drones and spider bots and all of that kind of thing, leading up to the more powerful... Machines, and you start off with less powerful weapons and work your way up to bigger ones. And that makes a lot of sense. It's a really good way of just getting you into that future war and, you know, making the Terminators feel like a really solid physical presence and difficult to defeat without you getting bored because you've got nothing to shoot. So it does it really cleverly. And, yeah, I mean, it might not look particularly special and it might not have any particularly amazing, you know, weaponry so far, at least, where I've got... But it's very solid. It's entertaining. It's well constructed. The atmosphere is good. Music's good. And yeah, so far it's like you know thumbs up from me because it's it's feeling like being part of the Terminator universe, which is a bit of a challenge, really.
0: Yeah, it's a. Um, I think I've seen seen it, and it's one of those games where I go, ah, oh, if I see it in a good set, I'll pick it up, and then generally I forget about it and never pick it up um uh, but it's it's always struck me as a pop called game you know you'll play it go, and then move on never to remember it again
1: yeah and that um as we've said in the past that's completely cool it's great to have stuff like that and um there's an argument that there aren't enough things like that really um you know we we debate the cost of indie games quite a bit um normally towards the positive of oh my god they're so cheap um but there's that thing of sometimes when you charge more people see it as a a premium or you know better quality or better value and they go for it because it's more expensive you know it's it's the way that things work if you price things too cheaply people think it has no value um so yeah no it's it's a it's a funny one and I think they must be doing okay with the sales even though it's you know been quite a long time since it came out because i got it for 13.99 but it normally hovers around the 25 quid mark without being dropped constantly so that's a really good sign it says to me that it's probably selling on the strength of the you know the, yeah the quality of the game but also the franchise name so they they don't need to undercut themselves which is really really nice
0: yeah it's weird terminator is a weird one as well because Yes, it's it's out on like all, like the movies and everything. And there's the comics that you will probably got for it as well. Um, they've done that. Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show that didn't go down too yeah. well. Um, I never actually watched it. Um, it's good. I do fancy giving it a go. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I do fancy giving it a go. But I know it didn't. Did it get cancelled? It the did. End? I'm yeah, sure it got cancelled. Yes. Is that because it's got a strong female lead Prob- in it by any <laughs> chance? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. It's always struck me as one of those going, they keep trying to reinvent this as a movie series. It's a video game series now. Just, you know, okay, it's not because it hasn't, but The Terminator, you could do so much with this as a video game series. It's one of those where the first one I thought, you know, really good. second one moved away from what the first one was and was one of the best action films I've ever seen. I think the first one was a lot darker, had more of a nuanced story to it, but we're not discussing the film's histories and stuff like that. And then everything they did afterwards, I went, that's video game writing. That is (laughs) clearly a video game writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Turn it into a video game. um, And that's where it should be. And then, but like, some of the attempts have not been great, um, but uh, average is fine. Um, It's the same as, like, the Tomb Raider games. There's a reason they've never translated to films properly. They work as video games. Um, And Uncharted works as a video game, doesn't work as a film. The Last of Us, I dare say, will run into the same problem. It's going to work as a video game, will not work as a film. Um, And then you you get the issues whereby... I'm going on a slight tangent, I do apologise. Whereby they try and they go, oh, we've got to appease the like the fans of the games and then they do it like the silent hill film did which was really it was a good film the silent hill film um and then they went ah but we'll put pyramid head in it and they kind of like that's where it went no that's not what pyramid head is you was doing well until you tried to sort of like go to what the fans wanted if you what almost if you want to take a film and take a game series and run with it and do your own thing I almost respect, and you can all stop listening to me after this if you want, I almost respect Paul W.S. Anderson for what he did with the Resident Evil series. Now, they're not good films by any stretch of the imagination, but he took that source material and went, okay, it's up, and then went off and did his own thing. And I respect yeah. that because the Resident Evil films, apart from a couple of characters, have nothing to do with the games at all. Yeah. Uh, and I respect that. That's fine. Um, I'd rather see that, take it, and then run with it in another way, um, rather than trying to go, oh, look, video game people, y- you'll remember this bit, um, so, but yeah, yeah, but the Terminator game, I, I will pick that up one day, I will pick it up one day, because it's, oh, I've always looked at it and gone, that'll kill a weekend, that's a good way to kill a weekend, that game, um, and by what you said, it sounds like that's the sort of thing i would love to do over the course of a weekend or a week or something
1: yeah yeah and you write about the, the game writing and stuff and i just think there's there's a lot of uh, it's not very interesting to talk for us to talk about um you know why games don't make good films i think it's pretty obvious to everybody it's just your character has to be a blank slate you know pretty much um and people talk about them Uh, And you can't make a film out of that because and there's no arc. So there's all sorts of reasons why they're never going to be particularly good. But what is interesting is how you can how some films really don't deserve sequels, um, and that's why they that's why they work as uh, as comics and and games and things like that. And um, yeah, Terminator and Predator uh, as well, which is recently in the news, are very much like that. And like. Prey has got great reviews because it's a well-made film, but it is essentially the first film again, you know Um, it's, yeah, Yeah. there are obvious, obvious differences, but really the core of it, the bones of it it's the same premise, it's you know all of that, and Cameron, James Cameron did this funny thing with both Aliens and Terminator 2, where he flipped them so they could be the only thing the first one wasn't. So the first one was yeah. a horror in both instances. And in the second one, it was all out war. And it had that, they both had that apocalyptic kind of feel of, you know, this is this is the end, see the end for this group. It's the end for this way of existence. You know, it's the end of this future that might happen. You know, it's like an ending. It's like, you know, encapsulated. So it's like taking one film that seems like it can't you know, like it's a horror, so it can't have an ending other than a bad one, and turned it into a war that ends that story. And you know, the only way that you can carry on with them is by just pandering to people and going, Yeah, we know you want to see more of this, so you yeah, know, well, well well, okay, we'll give you more content. And it is just that then. It's just content, you know? And yeah. that's fine with games, because really a lot of the time I am circling back to the point <laughs> that um, a lot of the time a game just needs, like an action game particularly, just needs a hook to hang the, the yeah. game play on, you know? And the important thing is the, the physical storytelling. The, the, the story that you tell with your movement and actions, like superhero stories do, and the the visuals, which are the envir- the environmental storytelling, And that's why I'm a big fan of environmental storytelling, because you want to play a game, and I'm talking, again, talking about action games, you want to play an action game and you want to just be a part of that world. So it's like stepping into a world. And when you go into a world that has pre-existed, like the Aliens franchise or Terminator or Predator, it's enough, that's enough. That's enough, that's all you need. But we don't need films. (laughs) But anyway, there you go.
0: But what you make is a really good point. So you can look at like some extremes with it as well. Like you mentioned James Cameron was brilliant um, in terms of he took a first film, which was, I mean, I'd even argue that um, Terminator was a slasher film. Yeah. You know, it was a slasher horror. That's what it was. But it was slow. It was methodical. It had a story to it. Aliens was a horror. It was a pure horror. Just so happened to be in space. It wasn't a sci-fi film. I will argue that to the day I'm dead. Alien, sorry, not Aliens. Alien was not a sci-fi film. It was a pure horror. Um, however, he then went, right, okay, look, people aren't going to want more to say, we can't tell that same story. And both became action films. Different types of action films, you know. It was yeah. like Terminator was just all out. Whoa! And Aliens became just a sci-fi action film. Yeah. I don't mean chaste. Hey, they were both... The masterpieces in their own right, yeah. and arguably better than their souls. Uh, and then you've got Wes Craven, who I think is a master of this. The first Freddy Krueger film, like on Elm Street, was a horror with some light elements. And I, I felt the light elements in it were important. Because And I'm coming to a point in a minute to do with video games, so bear <laughs> with me. Uh, the light elements in that, the slightly comedic elements in that, were needed to give the audience a sense of familiarity, a sense of making them feel at ease at just the right moment, so he could pull the rug and then the horror really hit. Now, like on Elm Street 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, all got progressively worse, but funnier. They, got, they all got to that so bad it's good stage. Then, just at the right time, Wes Craven comes back into it and goes, look, Freddy's become a joke. Let's make a film, which I argue, I will say arguably is the second best Freddy film ever made. And that's Wes Craven's new nightmare. Because it was meta before meta was meta. And he got it. He just went look. Freddy Krueger's just become more than what the film was, right? Everyone seems to have forgot what the first film was about. Freddy Krueger was a child rapist and a killer. And, but he celebrated, and they took that and worked that brilliantly to tell a different story, which, in my opinion, has aged so so well. I mean, he's almost reversed unsoured milk with that game because I that game that feels because like, I remember that getting. An, Absolute lashing from all corners when it first came out. And it, for me, I think it's aged so, so well. Now, games also do similar things. And I'm going to, like, you can either go the complete simplicity route, such as we spoke last week about Don't Die, Mr. Robot, which has a premise to it, which is collect the fruit, avoid the, uh, the obstacles, try not to die, and you will die. And that's the game. That's, there's no story, but that's the story behind it. Um, and then you get these over convoluted, like, oh look, we've rebooted Lara, and oh she's so vulnerable this time. You want to protect the poor little girl, but she's a murderous thing as well. You know, oh she can handle herself. It's like you've got like you're kind of confusing what you want from her. Oh she's so heartbroken that she's had to kill someone, then proceeds to kill another five hundred people. You know, it's it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work in terms of storytelling, which is why it doesn't work as a film. Now. What you then get is, I think this is where Insomniac are geniuses. Take their accessibility settings out of it, and I've been able to play their game of Spider-Man more than most others because of the accessibility settings. It does another thing right, and that's balance. It doesn't tell a Spider-Man origin story. It doesn't need to. We all know Spider-Man's origin story. Um, So, you know, again, it's why the recent Tom Holland Spider-Man works, I think, as a film series better than the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield ones because there's no origin to it, he's, he's there um, and we all know how he gets it um, and this Peter Parker in the uh, Spider-Man game works, there's no origin so we don't need it, we know how he becomes Spider-Man we know how most of the villains arrive because he's, he's just ingrained in our consciousness he's, he's, he's This now um, but what they also get is a gameplay balance, so it's an open world And open worlds always fall into the trap. Horizon Zero Dawn, which is brilliant. Um, Forbidden West, which looks brilliant as well. um, All fall into that trap of there's icons everywhere. There's icon, 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 icon. You've got to do this, 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 this. Um, And it's your main story. Blah, 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 blah. Now, what this does well, it gives you New York. But also goes, oh, look, there's a wider world there. Look, there's more of New York. You can't actually go there. So you are confined to this. Brilliant. Um, Also fair play you don't get to go to the uh, not the Eiffel Tower the uh, Statue of Liberty I could be American I could really be American you don't have to go all the way out to Vegas to see the Eiffel Tower Um, but you don't get to go to the Statue of Liberty as such which I think was a really good decision not to make that the focus of New York well done Um, and you get icons like you have to go and take pictures of like famous landmarks you have to go and collect your backpacks there's research missions there's uh like gang hide like hide, uh, hideouts and places you have to take down but it introduces those more as the game goes on and gives you time to focus on a set of them so i've collected all the backpacks i've done all the landmarks i've done most of like the hideouts and the um and all the crime missions and stuff like that. Because they're drip-fed to, me, drip, drip-fed to me throughout the game. So you get that balance. And it tells these little stories as you go. You hear them at street level. Which you can't do with a film. But Spider-Man is obviously something that's gone beyond just a film or a game or a comic book. Or what or this or that and this and whatever. It's a whole thing. And Terminator's that as well now. And which is why I think that sometimes just mindlessly going in and shooting something with a... Oh, yeah, Terminator's got stuff going on is fine. It's why I will go into these sort of games such as Terminator and ignore the story. Because I don't... Yep, Terminator, why are we doing it this time? All right, okay, John Connor's still not solved it all because you can't. And his mum's dead, but he's not dead. And he could die, but it doesn't really matter. And it's all going to happen anyway. But, okay, let's go shoot some things. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't need to then keep going, oh, oh. Like, you know, could you imagine if they turn around and started going, oh, but poor Terminator's got feelings now. And you're going to feel sorry for him because we've got to tell a story, we've got to make it emotional. You don't want that. You just want Terminator shoot shit. Yeah. Um, and everything I've seen about that game and what you said about it as well makes it go, okay, someone gets a game with a franchise. And it's good. It's good, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, you tempted me to actually go and buy it, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, no, I I would... I don't know. <laughs> Should you? Oh, I don't know. Play it on my account if you can.
0: <laughs> I'll have to do that. I just shot. like mindlessly shooting shit sometimes. I, 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 oh, totally, yeah. I don't... You know, it's fine. But going back to the whole
1: worlds thing... Yes. Um, yeah, I just like video game worlds. I, I said a few weeks ago... It'd be really good if there were more games that revisited worlds. Like, I don't mind... Like, it's really funny, because like you got, like, this Last of Us re- remake thing, which is not... Re-remake? Yeah, re-remake, which is not necessary.
0: Sponsored by Craig David. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's not bring Craig into it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't like that. But, you know, there are there's a good argument for, like, well, one, you've got that world and those assets... It's great if you, had, if you had other means to go back into them. So I don't mind if they go, right, here's a different game, like, you know, Lost Legends, what it was, from Unch- Uncharted, or whatever it's called, um, where it's, it's broadly the same assets and, you know, roughly the same gameplay. But, you know, it's different. It's just more of the same. It's like a DLC, but bigger. Um, I don't mind that. I don't mind them going, uh, we're using this game engine and these characters, and we're doing something completely different with it you know, a bit like, although not exactly like Metal Gear uh, Rising, you know. Um, just going into that world and using those resources to make a new game sometimes is a really good thing, because to move on and not use those things ever again can, can be a bit of a waste, really. So it's nice to see them, nice to give you that experience.
0: 100%. And I've always said, I've always said, I. I, I will back this to again yeah. until i'm done with video games and when i'm lying in the ground or or spread on um, i don't know john's face as ashes <laughs> whatever right um but, but um it's video game worlds are wasted uh, i said they are absolutely wasted because you create masterpieces you know the spider-man version of you york is sublime it's amazing uh, now i get why Grand Theft Auto couldn't use spider Man's New York because it's got Avengers Tower in it. But it's a video game. It's assets. You could just take Avengers Tower out of New York for the Grand Theft Auto game. I want to see these wells that are created used in more games. Um, It's like Grand Theft Auto. My favourite Grand Theft Auto, even if it's not the best, is still 4. And that's because you added stories into that world you know the ballad the gay tony and stuff like that they all fitted into that world and they reused that world and that's what i want to see happen more and more is these worlds that are created let's tell more stories within them and tell just i want to see more done with these worlds that we're creating rather than just one and done sorry that was a real tangent but yeah
1: no i think it all ties in it, it, it's a it's a really important one to like you say you create all these assets. You create this world. You, it's, everyone agrees it's brilliant, and then you never revisit it. And it's like, well, you know that that's probably because we got a hangover from film, where obviously once you're finished, everyone's gone home for the day, and the film's in the can. You have to dismantle the sets, but you don't have to do that with games. You know, you're always going to have the sets. You're always going to have those assets, and I, you know, putting putting new stuff into old places is not. A, uh, you know, just a, it doesn't necessarily have to just be a an asset flip, chasing the cash. You know, it's it's often a very good thing. So yeah, no, it's good.
0: Cool, excellent. Right, I'm striking one of the games I've played off the list. Because that <laughs> went on that one. That was a discussion. Ooh. Yep. Um, so first up is a game called You Suck at Parking.
1: Just a very quick interjection from Future Stew here. Ooh, Future Stew just to say that this was recorded on the thursday and on the friday it was announced that you suck at parking is coming to game pass on the 14th of september which is two weeks from the time of recording basically so that's cool so if you want to dip in go for it you can bear this in mind when you're listening to our review
0: which is a oh i don't know how to describe it it's a it's a driving stroke racing stroke puzzle arcadey type game where basically you've got a racing car along a track and stop it in a certain position to park it which should sound boring but it's 3d it's arcadey it's zany there's power-ups it's colorful it's fast it's frantic um and yeah you, you the idea of the game is you've got to go fast and then stop in a certain position uh, and it's our in preview it doesn't actually come out until later this month uh but i'd be i have somehow had this game for what feels like ever uh i've got a really early preview version of it and i've checked there's no embargo or the embargo for the previews passed. i haven't seen embargoes reviews so it's not technically a review but anyway lovely little game so far from what i've played of it um it gets starts off really simple, gets more and more complicated. Um, it rewards you for trying things, and being experimental. Um, you just basically fling these different types of cars around different kinds of zany tracks, and the idea is to just nail the landing. And I just honestly, it's it, it's a, just a lovely little game. And you know, we Why? just spoke, we just spoke about uh, like epics and stuff like that that you can play and rebuild all these worlds and then this is the opposite end of the scale where you've got something that's just more that don't die mr robot thing of look here's a simple premise here's how you do it and there's plenty of customization and it's silly it's fun it's high scores there's leaderboards um, it gets as complicated as you need there's multiplayer parts of it as well so it gets all like crazy there um and so far they've always added in new content um you know they're they're updating it with new levels all the time and stuff like that you can create your own levels which is really good cars etc etc um it's i I don't think the full well the full version's not out yet i don't know how close to what i plan is the full version but just one of those where it's just a lovely fun little game great time waster
1: nice yeah it, it kind of checking my notes it looks like a sort of Cross between Micro Machines and... Oh, God, what's that one called? The evil Knievel-style rip-off one. Not a rip-off. Uh, where you have to do, like, tricks. Um, stunts.
0: Oh, uh, Joe Danger. That's the one, yeah. Yes, Joe Danger's yeah. really good. That Yeah, it
1: looks like a, a Joe danger style thing.
0: I really want Hello Games to go back to those sort of fun games that they was making.
1: Yeah, what are they doing now?
0: No Man's Sky. Oh yeah, because that was the thing. Just sort of like I mean, I, I, I I've got, I'm not going into it, but um, yeah, um, they used to be really sort of like small Indies, and you know, um, uh, Murray was sort of like a really good guy to talk to. Emailed him plenty of times, and he just went. Unfortunately for him, I think it all just got way too much for him. He getting compared to Peter Molyneux was was not fair. Um, was not fair on him. Um, he, he he was wrong with what he was saying, but he got a lot of abuse. And fair play for making that game stick. Go back. Make a Joe Danger 3. Take some time out. Just make a fun little game again. Uh, but, yeah, this anyway, that's a sidetrack. This is just, yeah, you, you are right. Aesthetically, very much like that. It doesn't control as simply as that. It is a bit awkward to get used to, I will say that. But I, I, I just enjoy it. It's one of those where I will gladly go, yeah, I'll play that for 10 minutes. Um, and it has its place. Um, fair play to it. But, yeah, if you get a chance, I don't know how much it's going to be. Um, I think that will be quite important. Uh, because I think if this comes in at less than 15 quid, um, yes. If it comes in at less than a tenner, yes. Anything over that? I don't think it will get the numbers it should get uh, based on its gameplay alone. But I, I enjoy it. It's a really good game. Uh, great fun to play. Uh, keep an eye out for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's interesting what you were saying about No Man's Sky. I th- I th- what I think is a good takeaway from it is... Yeah. Okay. He was over. He was potentially over ambitious. Potentially, wasn't ready for the limelight and o- oversold it to the public in in a way that wasn't intentional. It was just unfortunate. Um, but the long term goal, the the way that he's got to where he is, well, the how he's how he is now, how things are now with that game, are all positives and people love it and it still sells loads. So it's kind of like he he got there eventually with what he was trying to yeah trying to create which is which is great really i'm glad that's how history will see it a rocky start but got really good probably more to say about all that stuff than there is to say about um you suck at parking which you know looks nice but not gonna be the next no man's sky but um (laughs) i mean amazing
0: if it did become the next no man's sky i suppose
1: (laughs) it'd be quite funky yeah they'd have to like you know make it so that the cars could evolve into something else That might be quite a good idea. But parking space. Yeah,
0: no. It looks good. Oh, you suck at docking. There you go. There's their sequel. You can have that. (laughs) Happy Volcano, you can have that one for free. Just send me a review code. You You suck suck at at docking. You suck at pegging.
1: That's what I thought when you said that.
0: Okay. Based on our off air conversation, no. (laughs) No, Stuart. No. (laughs) No. Um, But yeah. Uh, but no it's really good give it a look It's a free demo at the moment I hate saying free demo there's a demo Um, all demos should be free I think all demo well unless you're Kojima then not all demos are free demos are mostly free but there's a demo for it on Steam is what I'm saying Jesus Christ why can't I just say something to the point (laughs) well you know the answer yeah I know Uh, the answer
1: uh, that's the important thing you know you know where these things come from Yes, a happy enough, happy enough guy.
0: Well, yeah. I am now, yes. Yeah. Uh, save me, show. Tell me something else you've been playing before I go well, on to the big ticket item.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I know what's coming, but yeah, no, I've been playing a kind of medium ticket icon. Icon. Oh God, I'm doing it now. I've, the, I've broken you. <laughs> you have. It's taken all this time, but I'm finally there. I'm in pieces. No, I. Uh, <laughs> the PS5 cavalcade of secondhand goodness is uh, is continuing, and the latest one is Demon Souls, which, you know, I've said on this on this podcast many and many a time that I'm not a fan of Soulsborne games. Uh, but I wanted to get it on a technical level, and also deliberately to follow a load of YouTube videos and see how I could, you know, really get to grips with it fast because it's a very opaque game. They're very opaque, all of them. How to do things, get into them. One of the reasons why Returnal is so good, because it doesn't do that. It it does the necessary hand-holding. But that's another story. But Demon Souls, start off with PS5 version, looks very good. So it's a lovely looking game. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's focused on the right things, atmosphere and lighting, rather than just being tons of polys. It doesn't seem to be, you know, particularly high polygon. It's not going to make your jaw drop in terms of the draw distance or the scale or anything like that but the the lighting and the smoke and all of that kind of things really good very very atmospheric and of course carries over the great creature designs from the original all of all of that is really good so the only question that remains because there's not much point talking about demon souls after 10 years is you know how do, do i like it has it actually won me over and uh, to a degree it almost has i think so it doesn't it, it doesn't have at the, at its core all the things i would want from a an action game and they're they're kind of like action rpgs but they're not even anywhere near that really they're, they're elderly in terms of their, their way that you upgrade yourself really and I just... I think there's so many brilliant things in these games. I have never criticised... Well, I'm sure I have, but I I don't criticise these games. I think they're great. I I mystified how they've become a global phenomenon because they seem to be like the types of things that most regular gamers who pick up a console and, you know, might pick up, you know, something something by Ubisoft, something by Bethesda, something by Activision, you know, just general gamers... um, wouldn't ever go near and even if they did they'd play it for like 10 minutes and then be like oh my god what's this but no it's a global phenomenon glad that it is but it does have all of those things in it that i'm like yeah it's got that one more go factor because you get a little bit incrementally further each time a little bit stronger each time but at the core you're the combat's not great it's very very basic and that's deliberate And that's absolutely fine. It's more about patience and timing and precision. And yeah, patience. (laughs) Really, it's just location, 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 but applied to video games. It's patience, patience, patience. So yeah, you have to be very, very patient. You have to pay a lot of attention. Anything can kill you. And yeah, that's kind of both irritating and... Frustrating and thrilling at the same time, and I think that the people who love the games, which is a, is the majority, th- the irritation is is enough to be like a, an itch that you can finally scratch. You know, um, I fall on the other side of it a little bit. I'm kind of like, yeah, but I could be like, I could be playing Metal Gear Rising just to go back to that, where you know the com the uh, the combat is so. In depth and complex, and you know it's also precise, but it's so fast, and you're not constantly going back to the start. And but that's me. So yeah, it's a complex. I have a complex relationship with these games, but, and I think that, that the public have a, com, a complex relationship with them as well. Probably, what I love is that to use a, a broad gaming euphemism is that I think game people, gamers, have leveled up i think they're ready to accept a new form of of interaction um with this it's reached a a new plateau Mm. um and i think that's amazing and i'd like to i I like the fact i own it and i've been able to experience it because it's a watershed kind of moment in gaming really and yeah it's it's very very good for all those reasons
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it's very good for all those reasons. Um, it's also those reasons why I struggle to play those games, but always want to play those games. I mean, for a start, your description of uh, Demon Souls. I wasn't sure if you were describing Demon Souls or Australia, by the way. Um <laughs>
1: well because of all the oh anything nasties, could kill didn't... you yeah anything could kill you
0: anything um, could kill you. Yeah. you know that that i what they should do if i was australia my next tourism poster would be a dark souls poster anyway yeah <laughs> um, but yeah i i the one i've got the most success with is bloodborne um i just really got into that but i i lost my copy of it and i tried to go back and i can't i think you, you have to play those games and play them. You can't play them, move on, come back into them. You have to completely entwine yourself into those games. You have to, you know, be, become engrossed and they have to com- consume your every moment of gaming life. Um, for me, anyway, uh, because I think the second you come out of the rhythm of those games, that's it. You're done. You're absolutely done. And you can't yeah. then work back through from the start because it just doesn't... I mean, you you can, but it doesn't work like that. Because I know you could go through various different... I mean, it's a roguelite, essentially, in some areas. Um, uh, it was a, it's a roguelite stroke metroidvania stroke like. Yeah. 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 Never thought about it like that before. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's one of those I can't pick up and play... I need to go for it. I mean, I've still got um what's the latest one called that everyone raved about—the Lord of the Rings style one, Elden Ring. That's the one. I played a little bit of it, and they got distracted, and it's like, well, I'm glad I've not actually started it properly yet, because that would have just been a complete waste of time otherwise, because I would never go back to it. Yeah. Whereas I kind of got going, went, oh, I'm dead, and so I don't know what I'm doing. And then something else I had to review, played that, got distracted, never got around to it. So I could go to that one again. And I feel that's going to be the one I will play as much as I did, like uh, uh, Bloodborne. But I I struggle with them, especially the actual Souls games. Um, I don't know what it is about those. Um, but I get to a certain point in all of those and just go, ah, I'm done. <laughs> I just can't, yeah. just can't do them.
1: Well, yeah, uh, and I, I think part of it has got to be because you're you're playing the same thing in the same area over and over again. You know,
0: um, yeah, that don't um, bother me. I love doing that.
1: Yeah, some. I was going to say some people really, really love that. Um, and also, there's the the quirk of it, it's a it's it is a totally new type of game, really, because it, it's like an RPG in that you, you the actual hits the you don't get your thrill from completing a move because the moves are very basic and the you know the animation on the characters and the hit reactions they're all very very basic and there's hardly any physics involved in it as well it's not really about that it's kind of like a niche of a niche like bullet hell shooters so it's like i always say like oh you can talk to people about um you know a niche a, a niche genre like shooters and say, oh, have you played? you know, played Space Invaders, have not you? You've played Galaga, maybe. Yeah, you know, you've played Centipede. You might have played R-Type. You know, you might have played Raiden. All of these things. But a bullet hell shooter is about the screen being filled with bullets, and you have to move your ship into one tiny little area of it. And the number of people who go, "Yep, no," <laughs> is absolutely vast. And bullet hell shooters are a, are a niche of a niche. And they sell, but they only sell to a tiny market. And the weird thing is that Soulsborns are exactly the same. They're a niche of a niche, but somehow they've become the global dominant game. And that to me is amazing. Even though they're not my thing, I, I think it's incredible. And uh, yeah, it's just, how did how did we get here? <laughs> I'm glad we did really, but how?
0: I think it's the same way that you get the um, like the the Metroidvanias, the the rogue likes, and, and things like that, um, and how nigh on every match-free blockbusting puzzle is compared to Tetris. The only thing that is we haven't got a Tetris like as a genre. Uh, I, I, I think it's great when a game does that. I mean, I would argue like the Souls-like game. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't even say like Demon Souls is the best of in class. I don't think a game to spawn a a genre doesn't need to be best in class. No, no. Um, it just needs to be that one thing that people go, "Oh wow, well, there's something here." Because uh, I will say the first Metroid, the first Castlevania, they're not the best, yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. In 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 the Metroidvania genre um, one because neither of them are actual metroidvanias yeah um, you know um, one's a castlevania game but the other one's uh, the other one's a metroid game it's only after that that they both became actual metroidvanias in their own right um yep. but yeah it's uh, that one thing where people go either oh my god look at what this game has done or they take two as you said two genres of games or two types of games and go if we put these together we've got some IKEA and then that comes the oh wow yeah okay this works and that's spawned from there and you know it's, sometimes you might be lucky and your game might be the one that spawns that genre like dark like demon souls did or you know maybe dark souls is the one that could be credited with spawning that as a whole or people go oh my god this game like taking bits of that so oh it's, it's, it's like these two combined and that's what spawns the genre for example but i like you know you go on to like steam now you look at categories um, and there's so many of them. There, are, excuse me. There are so many um, that are just together now, and it's just brilliant to see that you know the amount of genres there are. I mean, you used to talk about genres of, oh, there's an action game, a puzzle game, an, art, uh, you know, an adventure game, uh, a sports game, and that that yeah. was pretty much all it is. But now you could get like a sports action real-time strategy games in, like, you know, the Inazuma 11 games, which are real-time strategy, but they're also turn-based. They're sports games, but action. And you go, like, you say to someone, oh, you've got a strategy-based football game. Oh, what, like Football Manager? No, not like Football Manager. Football Manager is more just a strategy game rather than a real-time strategy game, and it's all text-based um, but this is a strategy game. It's real time. It's actual football, etc., etc. So, you know, because the, these all these genres are going everywhere now. Um, it's just brilliant. But it's all because of games that take these risks and go, what can we do? And then spawn something. And sub genres that come from it are all brilliant. And uh, Demon's Souls, it's not a game for me. But I will very much hold my hands up and go, I get why that's a loved game. I get why people love that game. I don't like it but um, I never got on with it but I get it, I really do get it from other people's point of views
1: yes, yeah, no I, I'm totally on the same page, feel exactly the same way about it and uh, I think it's great uh, the only, you know when you think about dominance that's absolutely fine and it might you may be a bit kind of like, oh yeah those the elements of like roguelikes and bonds are creeping into games that they possibly shouldn't but you still can buy the other games the only thing that, the, the only one that well, there are two, actually, that have become dominant that are annoying, which we've talked about loads, so I'm not, like, opening this up. This if is you the say deck builders. If you say no. deck
0: builders, it's over.
1: <laughs> no, no, mate, you're all right. <laughs> you're okay. You're safe. No, I was going to say Simcade for races, whereas I you know, I always think that arcade should be the default and yeah. there should be sim games and Simcade. It shouldn't be that every single one of them is a Simcade or a sim. Um and uh, sports games, all being Sims by all the major publishers, and uh, yeah, so yes. that, that that's frustrating because they do block out other things coming in in the AAA market. But it doesn't it doesn't work that way with Soulsborne, which is cool. So yes, so yeah, I think at the end, all, all we're saying is yeah, we we both really like their existence. We just don't generally enjoy their gameplay all that much.
0: Yep. Yep. Nope. Perfect. Perfect. And it leads nicely into. The game. It leads into the, the yeah. game. The game. Now, I'm just gonna preface this. I'm not actually gonna say much of anything about the game itself. Um, there's gonna be no spoilers um about gameplay, about story, about anything about the actual game. All I'm gonna say is if this isn't my game of the year for 2022. They whatever comes out in the last five months of the year six months four months whatever it is three months yeah, whatever three
1: four because at the beginning of september so yeah, yeah
0: four yeah whatever comes out in the next four months is going to be spectacular and i mean spectacular beyond spectacular because this is it this is my game of the year and that's immortality um Sam Barlow, for me, has done it again, and I'm going to say a lot of this, this is me, this is for me, Um, he's absolutely done it again. Her story was a work of genius, I know you wasn't a big fan, Stu, um, and I appreciate that. Um, Telling Lies I thought was really, really good, but lacked something that her story lacked, I think it's because it had some recognisable faces in it. Um, and I hate that people call like the male leading that the uh the uh the powder uh Tom Hardy. That's very unfair. A, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's been in a couple of half decent-ish films and he's fairly well known. He's unfortunately he looks a little bit like Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's um, called
1: uh, Logan Marshall Green, I think.
0: Is thank it? you. You've got you got notes up? Have you got oh, proper notes? That was
1: actually straight from the uh, from the memory bank, amazingly enough.
0: Very, very good, well done. Um and also it's got a character in it who... It didn't occur to me until I rewatched Scrubs. It's got the woman in it who plays Lucy in season nine of Scrubs in it. Um, right. Who I completely forgot about. And a couple of other people who have been in other bits. Now, there's no issue with that with telling lies. I think what Sam tried to do was can he take what he done with, with her story and get in other performers... Um, and more well-known performers. Can we get something else from it? Because the person he had in, in her story was a complete unknown. And put in one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen for a solo actress in front of a camera. The emotion and everything that was conveyed in that, regardless of what you might think of the gameplay and the overall experience, her performance was, oh my god, it was special. Um, Telling lies, I think. I say he tried to bring in something else and make it more of a. I don't want to say professional. Professionals professionals, wrong. Professionals wrong. But more of a well known cast. What can we do with this? Uh, maybe to try and get more sales. Who knows? And I don't think it worked. I, I think Sam Barlow works best with unknown people who you could believe might actually be this. As soon as you recognise someone in one of these, yes, they're an actor. They're not potentially that person and that's where Teddy lies fell short for me i actually enjoyed the the gameplay of it um the idea of being like this computer that you're working through and uh, and stuff like that but yeah it, it lacked that that little something immortality he's gone the other way and this, this is brilliant everyone in this game is famous in the game world that, that, you know they're all known in the game world the game world you know you've got these sleazy producers this actress who went missing etc 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 and they're all meant to be known people or you know people who are into those sort of things are meant to know them um uh, but all played by from what i can tell unknowns on the whole i might be wrong yeah. but i don't recognize anyone in this game uh, which is brilliant um so What I will say, and this is so people get an understanding of what this is, I am just going to take this bit from the Steam Review page to give people an idea of what it is. This is the description. This is why it works if you go in not knowing anything. Okay, so Marissa Marcel was a film star. She made three movies, but none of the movies were ever released. And Marissa Marcel disappeared, An an interactive trilogy, which is a the final of a trilogy from a trilogy is actually a trilogy within a trilogy. Anyway, uh a trilogy from Sam Barlow, creator of her story. That's the description. It's a hidden object. Choose your own adventure noir. You have no idea what that game is from, from that, uh, because it's most people consider a hidden object game as one of those things where you you literally you click on things hidden behind trees and or in bushes and crap like that. It's not. It's not that at all. It's not a choose your own adventure like um, other choose your own adventures. You're not going. Oh yeah, I will do this and then see where that goes. Uh, Disco Elysium is a choose your own adventure. This is not a choose your own adventure, or is it? In parts, who knows? Play the bloody game. Um, but even you go down to the game's description, and this is why, why I think, like this is where Sam is brilliant. You go down to about this game. And it tells you about the films that were meant to have been made. Shows you posters for the films, the years they were made, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing about the game. It's a mystery. Yeah. And this tells you it's a mystery. Um, and, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It is a mystery. Um, uh, but what I want to talk about... Um, so, j- just go and play the game. I can't... I, can't, I I'm already feel I've said too much. And I don't want to say anymore. Um, just play the bloody game. Um, it's less than 15 quid. And boy, that's how much it costs to go to a movie. You've got three films here. Just play the bloody game. What I want to talk about here is the discourse around immortality. It is getting 10 out of 10s pretty much across the board. Um, I've seen some 9 out of 10s and some 8 out of 10s. Um... And then yeah, I've seen a couple of people who have just not understood the game at all, given it low scores. Fine. That's your personal opinion. I'm okay with someone going, this is crap. I, I, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Your experience is, this is crap. That's fine. These sort of games can't be for everyone. We just spoke about Dark Souls. Uh, or Souls-likes. And how... I, you know, I like I get it. They're brilliant. I don't, I don't like them. I can't get on with them apart from one, one that I particularly did. Um, Metal Gear Solid. I've, I've never got on with Metal Gear Solid. And trust me, I've tried. I've tried to get on with the Metal Gear, the Metal Gear series. And I just can't. I just can't get on with them. But it's fine. I understand they are brilliant to the people who like them. Now, come to a San Barlo game. Her story. Um, I remember you saying you didn't like it, but you appreciated what it was doing, which is how a reaction. If you don't like a game like this, and everyone else is oh, it's getting rave rave reviews, it's fine to go. I don't get it. I don't like it because of this, but you appreciate that other people do, and that that that's a fine reaction to a game you don't particularly like or wasn't what you expected. Trying to tell people why they shouldn't like a game that's not acceptable that is not acceptable you, you can't turn around to someone and go well this isn't a game because what was this, all you're, all you're doing is this or you're, you're only doing this, all you're doing is watching you're not though, no, you're not watching I, I remember speaking about playing her story for the first time and I basically sat there I had notes written down post-its um etc 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 i felt like personally i was the detective in that game and i was trying to piece together these interviews to find any little slip of the time any little mistake why she mentioned this was this on purpose let's type that in and what can we find from that and she mentioned it again at any point and it's open-ended and it leads you to like what 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 do you think and then i feel you know. He doesn't let you do it in game, but then for you to get up and go, right, I've got all my evidence, where's the chief? And then realising, oh, I'm still in my living room in my pants. I'm not actually a detective (laughs) in a, you know, who's been in in a dark office in the police station for the last 20-odd hours trying to understand all these interviews. Um, You you watch all the interviews and go, oh, I totally believe that. Yeah, that's totally spot on. Um, This is my conclusion. You might not. You might go through and go, oh, I don't trust, trust this at all. And your conclusion becomes something completely different. And immortality is the same. I've heard people go, well, all you're doing is clicking through. You're just watching and clicking. You can just randomly click around and you'll complete the game. No, that's not the game. The game isn't to reach an endpoint. The game is... It, you, you, you're given this task and you're trying to uncover something. There's a mystery here. You know, all you're told is Marissa Marcel. People go, I don't know her backstory. That's the point. All we know is there's this actress who made three films, never released, and has gone and has disappeared. Now, no one said she's been taken and disappeared. Nothing like that. You're not told that there's something sinister going on. There may be, there might not be. It does not you do not know. Um and you go through, I mean, we're going through, this game starts off, you know, the first film is from 1968, this is nowhere near spoilers, because this is in the description of the film, um, which is a, a gothic novel uh, called Ambrosio, an, an, an adaptation, couldn't tell you if that's a real novel, uh, uh, The Monk or not, I couldn't tell you if that's a real novel, or if MJ, M.G. Lewis is a real um, person or not really couldn't whatever um, it's like a basically it's a meant to be like supposed like a sexy romp type thing um, 1970s is a is a thriller based film set in new york and 1999 is a another thriller but a different type of thriller um so and it's, okay, my, my research part's just gone. That is a real book by a real person. So the adaptate the fake adaptation, the real could be real. You never know. We could be finding on somewhere. But anyway, the adaptation of the, the film adaptation in Immortality is based on a real book by a real author. So there you go. Clarity there. Um, but there's a lot of exploitation at certain points. But then... The film, the later films, lose that exploitation but still have some stuff from the time that's a bit, Oh God, that doesn't age well. But not you're watching this and going, oh, that has not age well. It it works in the context of what you're doing. And it's just, it's, it's, every, the people I've seen arguing just seem to want, oh, I need instructions on what to do with this game. Why is it not letting me go down a path? Have I got to, have I got to click this? Well, no, you haven't. I'll just click. I'll just do. I do. I watch all of this. Well, you can watch all that clip if you want, or you could go. Right, I've clicked on her eyes there because something about her eyes in that clip attracted me to want to click them. Okay, you might go. Okay, let's watch this scene. Oh, this goes into another scene. Oh, oh, they've put that in there. Oh, that's in that film. Okay, let's let's watch that. I feel a bit perverse watching this, and then you get another one that. Is this a private moment? Is this actually part of the film? Is this a private moment? Oh, the way they're talking to each other. Oh, this is from an award ceremony now. And you go through this journey. You learn about Marissa Marcel through these clips. And the the, the game, the experience is about learning about Marissa Marcel. As if you don't know her. You've just been tasked by someone to go, look, we need to find out who this person is. What can we find out? And that's your job, is to find out. This is what I need you to do. Go and do it. And That's what San Barlow does. You are the game. That's the only way I can describe a San Barlow game. You are not playing a San Barlow game. San Barlow is playing a you game. And what you get out of it is down to you. Um, and it is, this is the most convoluted review stroke opinion of a game probably ever committed to paper or air. Um, and i can't help it because again you cannot this is not a game for everyone but the point i want to make to a lot of people is honestly if you don't enjoy it fine there are reasons not to enjoy this game i get why people won't like this this but for what it is what this is this is Sam barlow's magnum opus open opus, opus magnum whichever way around one's a game one's a saying don't know which way round it is Magnum Opus. yeah yes this is magnum opus there we go Opus Magnum's the game, isn't it? Possibly. Yes. I don't know it. Ah, uh, once it's a a Zaktronics game, it, um, and I'm sure it's called anyway. Anyway, this is said Barlow's Magnum Opus. It is brilliant. If this is him done with this sort of game, that's it. He's peaked. This, this, this you know, if it's only downhill from here, stop because this is it. Um, I, I. W- yeah it, it this has gone up into my top two all-time favorite games which used to go tetris super mario world her story now goes tetris immortality super mario world as my top three games it's that oh, wow. damn special to me
1: excellent cool well yeah Hot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that. Um that I, went on. <laughs> I'm just gonna edit it down to oh, I like this game.
0: <laughs> and then turned it into a Sad Barlow game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be quite ironic. And uh, yeah. very much in, in his wheelhouse. But no, I really liked her story. I suffered because I, I don't know how to phrase it without spoils.
0: You I think you said to me you worked it out. I did, yes, yeah. yeah.
1: I did I, I worked out what was going on really from the beginning which is, is a surprise because I'm I one of those who doesn't like, like I watched the sixth sense all the way through going oh my god and then yeah, <laughs> I was completely completely shocked at the twist I have ruined
0: it for a whole cinema don't worry
1: yeah well done that's that's but,
0: when um, the uh, that's when the ADHD realisation should have dropped when I just sat there and went oh he's dead Right. In the cinema. Bloody
1: Oops. hell. <laughs> Everybody hated you at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, no, so, yeah, I, I got it early, too early. And so that kind of, you know, it kind of made it, well, I know what's going on, I just need to piece together the things so I can get out the other end. But I still enjoyed it. Uh, yep. I played that one, I, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I played that on tablet. Uh, I definitely played it on a portable device. And it really suited it. And yeah. I think the way that people approach these things does make a big difference. I think, you know, hearing that it's coming to Netflix, hearing that it's coming to iOS, I think these are really important. I actually think they're a better home for the for this kind of experience. Because, like, I really enjoyed, uh, what was it, Bandersnatch, the yes. Charlie Brooker. Yeah, I enjoyed that on, on on Netflix. And some people, I don't know, they were like, Oh, I expected more I don't know what they expected like the telly to explode at the end or for the characters to crawl out on TV or something but I don't know if what Charlie they were Booker
0: after. could if Charlie yeah, Booker could true. have done that he would have he would have done it too much cost but um
1: yeah I I was like yeah no that's really good it, it what's it meant to be it's meant to be a 15 20 minute experience you know that you haven't seen before and it reminds me more of that and samamba stuff of experiences at art installations that sort of thing yes. which get a bad rap for being pretentious but a lot of them are actually genuinely really good and the mixed media really brings you in you know so i get a little bit i understand people going i pay for game pass i've put this on as a game and it's not really a game now i do kind of understand that but at the same time it's like well you should be trying to expand what a game is so that you get more experiences uh, in your life rather than just being trammelled down one path you know so again like this is very much the theme of this episode is i'm not necessarily a fan but i really appreciate what it's doing
0: yeah no definitely and that, that 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 has to be it that has to be what you take away from games it's you can't like everything and i'm not telling you to like immortality i'm never going to tell anyone you must like immortality um i'm not even telling everyone you must go and try it. i so i get why this has been put on game pass or why sam might have uh, uh, uh uh accepted you know a contract or a payment to get this onto game pass because You've got to earn a living from these. If we want more to come, if I want more to come, they've got to earn he's got to earn a living from them. And the sort of games he makes, he potentially makes more through Game Pass or Netflix and stuff than he does selling them just on Steam or iOS as as full price titles. Yeah. Um, so I get it. However, from a creativity point of view. And an audience point of view, I think it's a mistake putting them on services like that because people have... And I, I've done this with games where I've gone, oh, I'll give this a go, I don't like this. But I've, it didn't cost me anything, so I'm not going to put all the time I'll need into it. And that's what people are going to do with Immortality. But you need to put the time into it to get what the what the, what, what San Barlow's vision is. Um, and if you're turned off immediately by that, by what's there, you're not going to get it, and I don't think it's not even a hook within the game. But there are points of the game that you kind of like, even like even with her story, does it where you kind of you sit in there, you you maybe watching intently, you're going through going, I'll oh, make a note of that word or something, or in this I'll go, oh, I remember that from this, I'll scrub back to that, um, and then you, you you do it, and then you go, oh oh, 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 yes, and it draws you in. The problem with a Game Pass or game that's free, you need that instantly, and none of San Barlow's games do it instantly because that, you know, I I think can ruin the experience or get you to that point. It's like a psychological horror um, where there's a big unknown coming out right at the start of going, hello, hi there, yes, I'm your killer um you, you can't do that you have to build to it and that's what the San Barlo games do but game pass doesn't allow them to do that properly um but i get why it's on there i get why he needs to get it on there because people are going to be more aware of immortality than they are any of his other games um yeah uh but you know oh it's just uh, it's special um, I can't even say I loved it because I hated it at places as well. <laughs> um, not, did it mean, oh, this, is, this is why, it's not, I don't know, I think like not enjoyed it because I enjoyed the overall thing, but it's hard mentally in some places as uh, uh, as well. Um, so it wasn't just like a, a joyful jaunt throughout this thing. It was damaging in some respects, but, in a good way, which again is so hard to convey without ruining it. So, honestly, if you are even vaguely interested, if you are going to try a game pass, don't just dismiss it after five, ten minutes. Give it time. If you honestly get hours into it and you're like, "I just, I just don't get it," fine, that's fine. I get it, uh, but it's not a bad game because you didn't get it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and we've uh, we've definitely showcased both both sides of that today. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Uh basically how we can put themes into stuff without actually planning.
1: I know, right? I know. <laughs> That's our shut genius.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got to shut up now.
1: That was good though. And yeah, I'm playing it, um downloading it now on Game Pass. So yeah, I'll definitely have an
0: opinion <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, next week, guide. What the fuck were you talking what about, the hell, you idiot? Brad. I yeah, hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've not played immortality yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's immortality free. It's just a hatred of Brad. But there you go. We <laughs> yes, yeah, so as usual, followers us on all the socials. Check out our Patreon. Feel free to subscribe. We have lots of offers and lots of stuff coming up. Also join us on Discord if you want to have a chat about any subjects at all. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane.